As you might know, Mary and I often have to write up our titles and platform descriptions sometime before we actually write the platform. We need the information to go in the newsletter, the program, that kind of thing. And so it was a few weeks ago as I tried to find a somewhat catchy title for a platform that I knew would be about leadership, but which didn't yet have a clear arc in my mind, a hook for exactly how I would approach a pretty broad topic. So I came up with something that I thought I could take in a number of directions and that might draw the newsletter reader in. My title of choice, as you can see on the cover of your program this morning, was Stepping In, Stepping Up, Stepping Out. Unfortunately, as I sat down to work on the platform itself, the only thing that the title made me think of was tap dancing. <laughs> there I was in Starbucks, the best place to write platforms, and I couldn't get the image of little tap dancing leaders out of my head. <laughs> stepping in, stepping up, stepping out, right. They each had a top hat and a black cane. I think our board would look really great in that getup, actually. Some of the time, in fact, leadership really does feel like tap dancing. You get yourself all metaphorically dressed up, you climb up on stage, and then you start putting on the show. You think that maybe if you tap dance fast enough, if you're cute enough in your top hat and tails, you'll be able to convince everyone to follow you. The problem with that image of leadership, though, is that it reduces it to a kind of entertainment, the leader as fun provider, as content provider. If you're attending a performance, it's just fine to expect the person up on stage to entertain you. That's why you paid for all those tickets, after all. But in a congregational setting, or in any kind of community, you want to have some mix of receiving inspiration and giving it. You don't just want tap dancing leaders up on stage. You want to be invited to dance yourself. Before I go any further, let me clarify what I mean by leader. In this religious movement, we can get confused by a single instance of capitalization. The whole big L, little l, leader question. Just which kind of leader am I imagining up here tap dancing? The big L leader title, which both Mary and I hold, is how we refer to our clergy in the ethical culture tradition. Sometimes Mary and I will actually refer to ourselves as clergy leaders when we're talking to newcomers or visitors because it helps to clarify who these people are that keep coming up to them during coffee hour. Originally, actually, ethical culture clergy were referred to as lecturers, and I think that the leader title evolved to make clear that we do more than just talk or lecture on a Sunday morning. But in other ways, the title can be confusing. A healthy congregation has many leaders engaged and involved in different ways in the community's life. Plugging in the piano, for instance, is an act of leadership. Thank you, Perry. <laughs> When we refer to our clergy big L leaders, we want to suggest neither that Mary and I are the only little L leaders here, nor that we are exactly like all the little L leaders here. Both of us are called leaders, which means that we were called to this work or appointed to it by the entire membership. We work with the board on a regular basis, but we really serve and report to the membership writ large, to all of you. 
I'll talk a little more later on about the board leader relationship and how we work together to serve the membership and the mission of the Ethical Society. But first I want to return to the title of the platform and see if there's anything more than tap dancing than it can suggest to us. I did actually have some reasoning behind my title choice, not just the newsletter deadline. To me, the three phrases, stepping in, stepping up, and stepping out, describe different kinds of leadership and different phases in the leadership that we often see in this community. The different kinds and phases of leadership that you might find yourself considering here at WES or in your life more generally. Some of you are just beginning to visit our community to get to know us. Perhaps this is even your first morning with us. You are stepping in, stepping into the circle, perhaps tentatively as you wonder who all these people are, perhaps with surety that this is the place you want to be. You aren't ready yet for some big, huge leadership position, not ready to take on ownership of a program, but you may be ready to help the green team with coffee cups on a Sunday morning, or to get involved with the auction as part of the team, or to show up at the DC voting rights rally. You are stepping in to the circle of leadership, and you are welcome there. Others are ready to step up, to take on a larger role, perhaps a very significant role, as our board members are doing this morning. There's something about that physical sensation of stepping up that feels metaphorically right to me here. And I should say that these days, I am especially aware of the physical sensation of any kind of movement or effort. <laughs> Imagine for a moment that you are stepping up onto something. You bend your knees, place a foot up, and put a little force into the movement. The stepping up requires a kind of faith as you place one leg up on the stair and trust that your other leg will soon join it, that you'll find yourself on steady footing again in just a moment. And then there you are, up on the stair or the riser or the stage, suddenly occupying a place of leadership. There are so many of you who have taken this step up, who lead programs and chair committees, who watch our finances and help us to write our strategic plans, who teach our children and care for our members in crisis, who serve the community in big and bold ways, moving us forward toward our vision and helping us to create that vision as we go. My third idea, that of stepping out, is tied to who we are out there in the world. Just as West members serve in leadership roles here in our own community, so too do they serve in the community at large. We have members who participate as West's representatives in interfaith coalitions, like the Washington Interfaith Network and DC Vote, members who are active in Unitarian Universalists for Social Justice, who work with the Greater Washington Interfaith Power and Light Coalition. But even beyond this work, each one of us goes out into the world in some way, to our jobs, to our families, to our friends and our neighbors. Each one of us has the opportunity to be a leader in the world at large and in our community. We bring what we learn here, the values that we share, the inherent worth of every person, our striving to elicit the best in others and thereby in ourselves into our whole lives. 
we step out into the world, and in that way, too, we leave. Stepping in and up and out to leadership. That's what I was thinking of when I first titled this platform. But I'll tell you what I wish I had titled it now. Now, after this past weekend, which Mary and I spent on retreat with your new board of trustees, after our time together on Friday and Saturday, after hearing the energy and the history and the new ideas and the commitment, I wish I had just titled this platform Dedication, or maybe Dedicate Yourself. It was a new board member who put this thought in my head, actually, during a break in the retreat agenda yesterday. We had been talking about social justice work and how to involve more West folks in our social justice programs. And he came up to me and said he had a program idea for me to consider. How about, he asked, inviting West members each year to consider which project, which outreach, they wanted to dedicate themselves to. It would be like a gift. A West member might in September consider what gift they wanted to give themselves that year, perhaps the gift of joining a deepening circle or of singing in the chorus, something that fed and nurtured them, and also what gift they wanted to give to others that year, being part of a Friends in Action team or advocating for DC through WIN, a way of feeding and nurturing the world. We loved that idea, that word of dedication, of dedicating time to ourselves and our own spirits, and of dedicating ourselves to others as well. And as I thought more about it, I realized that that's what our new board members are doing today. That's what each of us does when we step into leadership at WES. We dedicate ourselves to the community as a whole by finding the peace of the community that we will serve now. Whatever kind of leadership we take on, a step in, up, or out, it is a dedication of ourselves and our time and our love to this place we care about so much. And there's more than that, I think, too. As we talked about a couple of weeks ago here, we are not just a nonprofit that needs volunteers or a community center that needs teachers. We are a religious community and part of the dedication that we offer is a dedication of ourselves to the purpose, to the meaning of it all. In a liberal religious community like ours, it can sometimes be hard to put our finger on exactly what that meaning is. We all have different words for it. Just look at the different words people use to even name this place. I have heard everything from my spiritual community to my you know, like my church, but it's definitely not a church, but it sort of is, to that place I go on Sunday mornings. If you need help with your phrasing, by the way, feel free to come and talk to Mary and me. I think, though, that we are offered one way of understanding who we are each time we gather in this room, if we only look up. There, above the stage in front of you, out of my view, but luckily I remember the words pretty well, is a phrase from Felix Adler, the founder of ethical culture. It's written actually on the walls of many ethical societies, and it speaks, I think, to the fundamentals of why we gather together. Where people meet to seek the highest is holy ground. For me, this captures what it is that sets us apart in more ways than one. 
It honors the diversity of individual beliefs that we bring to our time together, while also emphasizing that it is our time together, the time when we seek to find what we share in common that matters. It doesn't suggest that we'll always find the highest, that we'll always find the answers to the questions we pose, but that the seeking itself makes our community precious. And it consecrates that community. It names it as holy, something set apart, a time and place that calls for our attention, our care, our dedication. I am not the only ethical culture leader who likes this phrase, as you can imagine. And I wanted to share how two other leaders describe it. First, our near neighbor, Joan Johnson Lewis, who serves the Northern Virginia Ethical Society, writes this about Adler's phrase. The reference, she writes, is to the idea in many religions, and especially in the Hebrew scriptures, that there is some space that is especially holy, a place set aside, a place to be especially respected. Adler's idea was that it was not the place that was holy, it was the act of taking seriously high ideals together as a community that created holiness. It's an extension of the idea of the worth of the individual human being. When such human beings act in ways that help to bring out that precious worth in each, we create something that serves in an ethical society the same function as a priestly dedication of a space might serve for another group with different emphasis and beliefs. A little farther afield, Bob Greenwell leader of the Mid-Rivers Ethical Society in Missouri wrote this. Where people meet to seek the highest is holy ground. Adler wrote, looking back, that the impulse that led originally to the formation of ethical societies sprang from the profound feeling that the life of man needs to be consecrated and that the old ways of consecrating human life were no longer working. The holiness conception, Adler wrote, has been my starting point. I never gave it up. Where people meet to seek the highest is holy ground. Well, here we are, Bob Greenwell writes, meeting. Here we are to seek the highest. If ever there were holy ground, this is it. If ever people can draw upon the spiritual heft of one another's presence, it is now here. If ever spirituality means anything more than a wisp of a wish, it is here now among us our shared feeling, our shared thought, our shared intention and will, our shared attention and focus in this moment is spiritual, is holy, is sustenance for our deeper lives. So perhaps I even wish I had titled this platform our dedication to the holy, although I think that some of you might have stayed home after reading that in your newsletter and wondered whether I had gone off the deep end if you read that phrase on its own without any context. After all, we are not exactly vestal virgins in Diana's temple or priests making sacrifices and providing absolution in the name of a great unknown holy. Our holy is known. It is us and our time together our striving and hoping and building. And far from being Vestal Virgins, far from being a class set apart, the leaders of our community are all of us. Every person who finds in themselves a way to dedicate their care and time 
to what we are creating here. That said, there are those leaders who dedicate themselves in particular ways. I spoke earlier about the big L, little L distinction and the way that Mary and I, as called clergy leaders of the society, participate in the vision and creation of this community. We serve you, the membership, as well as the larger mission. I suppose if any of us were attendants at Diana's temple, it would be the two of us. Our call is to care for the people of this community, to welcome in those still outside our doors, to speak words of inspiration and hope, and to help to point the way forward. On a practical level, our governance here at WES asks Mary and me to be the executives in the sense of executing the programs of the society, running what could be called the ministry or the work that we as a community choose to do. We have a spiritual role here and we also have a programmatic role. And if we're doing our jobs correctly, those two roles inform and enrich each other. We constantly remind ourselves and each other and all of you that the programs we do are part of seeking the highest, are in service of that holy ground. The board elected by the membership each year also serves the membership and the mission, but in a different way. Their work focuses on helping to create the vision of our community and in ensuring that we live up to that vision. In governance terms, they are charged with creating policy and providing oversight that keeps our vision in mind. Are we going where we want to go, they might ask. Does the community have the resources it needs to move forward with our goals? Have we set the right goals and can we reach them? Or is it time to rethink, to reimagine? Although their work is in the realm of governance, it too is holy work. It too is about dedication and care for our community. And none of this work, not the work of the called big L leaders or the elected little L leaders can be done alone. To begin with, we work in partnership, the clergy leaders and the board, both as we strategize how to reach our vision and as we set that vision to begin with. But even more, we all need you the members to partner with us, to step in and up and out, to help us both with vision creation and with its implementation. The membership voted at the last meeting, last membership meeting to create a new group, the Lay Leadership Development Committee, that will help members of our community to develop their leadership skills, to learn more about leadership here, to find the right place to serve. It's kind of like a railing as you're making that step up, something to lean on to help you get onto the stage. The board will be populating that committee over the summer, inviting folks who have a passion for leadership and for helping others to find their gifts. And Mary and I will both work with the new committee as it begins to spread its leadership love around. But committees are always dependent on the culture they live in, the culture of the community as a whole. The Lay Leadership Development Committee's success will depend on the culture that we create. It will depend on all of us trying out new roles, accepting invitations to imagine ourselves in leadership. What I saw at the board retreat this past weekend gave me such a sense of pride in and hope for our culture, for the culture of shared leadership that we are always creating.
It came home to me during the closing go-round when board members were asked to share what they imagined West would be like in the coming year because of this board. They shared hopes for financial security, for good governance process and clear decision making, and all of those are worthy and important goals. But a few of them said something that particularly struck me, that they hoped in the year to come that the membership of West would know this board as their board, that the membership would engage with them, would answer when the board asked questions, would step into partnership with the board on the issues that matter to us. This partnership will require the board to extend its hands and for all of you to extend your hands and take them. To join them up on stage and put on a top hat, grab a black cane with little white tips. Because being part of the show together is always more fun than tap dancing alone. <laughs> 